Well, well, well. Well, well, well. It's episode <laughs> 100. Well, 100 not out, mate. We um, I thought I thought it had been done years ago. Good milestone, mate. It is, actually. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I do think we should delete the previous 99 episodes, <laughs> just in case people go back and find stuff we've said. <laughs> but um, it's episode one. I don't know one. I get cancelled, though, my electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not working, innit? Well, come and come and cancel me then. Uh, no, we're not. We're not. I don't think we ever say anything that's in bad. We we say some pretty bad taste jokes, but they're never badly intended. Yeah, I think we're a couple of nice guys who just are out, just trying to make people laugh. Exactly. Well put. Yeah, it's just sometimes, and when I say sometimes, I mean about eighty-five percent of episodes. We just talk about paedophilia for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you signed up for when you listen um my fault it's funny <laughs> <laughs> so well why don't you sue us guys <laughs> so, mate. um no it's episode 100 uh it's been but thanks for everyone who's listened it's sort of all the other kept us going yeah it's um, been lovely hasn't it's it? been lovely it's good fun especially during lockdown it's been really it's been nice to have something to do and An be productive outlet. yeah an outlet for all our amazing jokes. Our patron community. It's been lovely, hasn't it? I think, yeah, the patrons, thank you so much for signing up. You can sign up if you want extra content at patreon.com forward slash wertvi. Um, so this episode's guest, somebody, wanted to get on for ages, um, but thought it's, you know, I thought, let's wait and ask him when it gets near episode 100 because it'd be nice to have um, him on as our 100th. It's not our 100th guest. We've had some returnees, but guest for episode 100 and it's a legend of comedy al murray um so the pub landlord if you if, if you know if you know him by his character name he's a lovely man very interesting very funny we chat quite a bit about drumming for some reason i just, I, I know he's a drummer and i just watched a drumming documentary before a big we drum chatted kit behind him he did also it? have a big drum kit there basically was a lot of a uh, drum stuff have going you, have on. Have you noticed the guitar on the wall behind me? Yeah, I saw you hung it up, just to make nice. it even less likely that you ever play it. No, it's <laughs> easy in that. Now it's tuned all the time. I can just reach it down and. Oh, that's nice. Um, not play it. <laughs> uh, right. Should we just let everyone listen to the episode? Oh, we should tell them about this Discord quickly. We've uh, we've set up a Discord channel, so if you're on there, go and the find. The link is on our Facebook. Um, patrons get extra rooms, but yeah, we're still yeah, yeah. working it all out. And yeah, um, we don't really know what we're doing, but we get in there. But go go to Discord if you're on there and find sign us up and have and, a chat. And if you know anything about it, please <laughs> just tell us. Do a presentation to help you. us. Uh, that's it. Episode 100, kick back, put your feet up, relax, and enjoy. enjoy. Lockdown free. Welcome back to TVI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. It's our 100th episode. Um, 100 we made one, it we made it without getting uh, deleted from the internet and uh, we've <laughs> we're joined by a very special guest um al murray comedian hello hey broadcaster uh, owner of countless Many musical guitars. instruments <laughs> uh, you've got these decorations <laughs> you've got um, we're looking into your home studio mm. that's quite a setup you've got i mean there's mainly drums tends to be it looks like that's yeah. the majority yeah, it's mainly 
mainly drums, but there's all the other things, the, the other instruments to make myself feel like um, I because there's all those terrible jokes about drummers not being musicians, you know. Yeah, or, I know. Well, weirdly, you know, like this like athletes more, aren't they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Gymnasts, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Olympians. Well, the old jokes about them just being the one that owns a van or something, isn't it? Isn't well, that was that that, sort of stuff. the thing. Is that one's funny because it's well, that one's funny, not funny because it's true. Well, because you mean, have to because it's such a yeah, big instrument. You you yeah, always yeah. find the drummer's the one who can drive in a band. <laughs> it's like the kids. open spot of the band yeah, with his big biceps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I've just weird, totally coincidentally um, mm. been just before, like, up to 10 minutes ago, I was watching a Sky Arts documentary called The History oh. of Drumming. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's it very, is very good. Excellent. Yeah. I love a Sky yeah. Arts documentary. One yeah, of my Steve, biggest. Steve White, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Steve, oh, Steve White's the host, the host yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's the countdown. It's quite an interesting countdown because, like, you know, I thought it'd be a bit more pretentious than it actually ends up being. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some sort of big big guns get in the top 10 like Dave Grohl and stuff but yes yeah it's I thought it's it was going to be all jazz drummers you know what I mean yeah yeah that's yes it's quite interesting for that um that that, that although there is there's that oh god I can't remember his name and I should know his names and that thingy daddy Dave whatever his name is yes. in the middle of the top 10 who I'd never heard of I'd never heard I'm, of and I'm kind of across a bit drumming and uh, I'd just never heard of him and he's amazing well, he's amazing and he also when it says like the amount of things he's done that's why yeah. that's when you know oh, yeah. shit. That's because it's, yeah. he's, cause he's a session drummer as well isn't it yeah yeah whereas yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. a bad you know he's not a big band drummer yeah yeah, you very rarely hear of those people. There's a Hal Blaine was the guy in the America in the '60s who played on, who played you know like a thousand number one records. And then there's yeah, a yeah. British guy called called Clem Cattini who did the same thing, who who played for Joe Meek and then played basically on every hit record that wasn't a band yeah. in the '60s. Is him? It's, uh, what's it's the, amazing. What's the financial uh, landscape for session musicians? Oh shit! Feels, shit. I was going to say because those people <laughs> equity minimum. Well, yeah, they're probably oh, yeah. like they, you know, they've probably got technically more number ones than any musician ever. Yeah, and they've probably just like just yeah. couldn't buy a house or you anything. You just have to keep rolling. I think if you're those people, you just have to keep going. And they, there always used to be this porterage thing on your instruments, so you charge what charge for the instruments you brought with you and all that sort of thing. But but, but that, that's where the mo money used to be. But even even like there's a guy called Steve Gadd who's the American, and he'll be in he's, the top ten. He's yeah, in, yeah, he's yeah, in the top yeah, ten. Yeah. He's amazing. When he's it shows an amazing him. player. Oh, God. And and he played. There's a story about him. Um, you know, because he played on everything, and again, he played. He played with Paul Simon, and he played with a load of people, and he played with Steely Dan. And in the seventies, he was basically on absolutely everything. And there's a story about Steely Dan get him over to L.A. for a session, but they're not really sure if they're going to use him. They want to hear him on a thing, and they might not use him. So, and he's only in L.A. for two days. And while he's in L.A., just just going around town, he plays, I think, four num four top ten singles. <laughs> like while he's killing time, waking Fucking waiting hell. for Stevie Steely Dan to make up their mind whether they're going to use him or not. And they, they, those sort of players are amazing, but they also are completely anonymous, and then they yeah. become drummers, drummers, and all that sort of, which That's is a what horror. It felt like so, yeah, there were some I hadn't heard of. Like even like yeah, I, yeah I've not really listened to number one on the list is Buddy Rich, who yeah. you know obviously I've, I've sort of I've sort of got an awareness of who he was. Yeah, but I don't I've not listened to any of his stuff because it's not my bag well no fair enough i mean there's a really good version the beat goes on that his daughter sings oh. um uh kathy rich and he gets her on to sing it when she's like a teenager yeah and yeah. he does all this jokes he does all this this is my daughter she's 12 and they all <laughs> clap and he goes and she's drunk and everyone laughs and cheers and then they do this really it's like social services turn up. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of think, surely, surely someone's going to get arrested. Yeah. Um, but he, but the thing, the Buddy Rich, Buddy Rich, 
I mean, the, the, the amazing thing about Buddy Rich, if you're not interested in drumming, is the Buddy Rich tapes, which is the thing where... Um, because what he used to do to keep his costs down, because he had a big band after big bands had gone out of fashion, is he'd hire people straight out of Berkeley Music School. Yeah. So people, shit-hot players, and it would be their first job. And he used to ball them out on the bus and go, you guys aren't fit to shine my shoes and all this sort of shit. And they recorded him. And they're really, really funny, the Buddy Rich tapes. And Seinfeld, um, Jerry, uh, uh, Joe Seinfeld and... Um, and uh, 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 Larry David were really into the Buddy Rich tapes, and there's bits of them in Seinfeld. They would regurgitate, really? they, they reincorporate some of the things. Oh, wow. Some of the things he used to say to people went into Seinfeld and are, and are sprinkled through Seinfeld because they loved them so much. <laughs> it's, it, it's all that you know. You treat me like I'm a bitch or whatever. But they would they would pick they would pick bits and pieces and sprinkle them through Seinfeld. So you don't what, need to into, be a fan of his drumming. Of yeah, 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 yeah. You don't okay. need to be a fan of his drumming. <laughs> just yeah. cut to footage. Yeah, yeah. They put the radio on in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So um, there's some comedy comedy in Buddy Rich as well. He seemed like a funny guy. Because weirdly, I watched a. It, there was a thing that went viral a couple of about two months ago. It was a, it was a, it was footage of him on Parkinson yeah. with um, Roy Castle. Yeah. And and then Larry um, Larry Larry David Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, yeah, shows yeah. up last minute Just and get it's those um, two mixed up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could sell them apart, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Never see him in the same room at the same time. But uh, it was and it was that thing where it was it was amazing because it was they were doing like tap dancing. It was all like very yeah, fun, yeah. but it was so old fashioned. It was like so sort of seventies, yeah. early eighties. So like. There was loads of just young sort of millennials going, "What is this shit?" These guys just yeah. tapping on something and then doing a bit of tap dance, and that you realise that sort of like that time where people just had to be sort of multi-talented is really gone, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's. I mean, the thing about Buddy Rich is he is a complete virtuoso, and the sort of you know we're for, if if you want to look at it like this, we're fortunate to live fortunate enough to have lived in an era where you. The virtuosos, you could, they got recorded, they got filmed, so you get to experience them. Like, it's not like, you know, Paganini or whatever, you know, the greatest violin player in the world ever, dies, never recorded yeah, or whatever, yeah. and, we, and, they, and they go. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if someone is as extravagantly <laughs> skilled as these people, sort of surplus to requirements, there's no well, need. And you also, can't do that yeah. on a TikTok in 30 seconds. No, <laughs> it does feel like the, the times are, you know, they, everything, that you look at that and it feels so dated, but then you... Yeah. At the same time, it's so much more impressive because you know, yeah, now, it's now kind it's of a, it's, a it's another planet, isn't it? All that yeah, you know. But then we, we I think was it me and Julian? We were talking. Was it on a Patreon thing when we were talking about the Beatles? Oh no, but it was recently we were talking about the Beatles and we were talking about how you know it's very easy to say it's like oh these young people all these young bands and sh shit you know and then you suddenly you look through the Beatles back catalogue and like you get to like Obla D Obla Da and all these you're like, <laughs> you're like yeah, some yeah. of them were dog shit let's not, um, yeah. let's not yeah. beat around the bush don't play that as an introduction to the Beatles yeah, the Obla D Obla Da life goes <laughs> imagine yeah. playing that to a 15 year old yeah check this out these guys shaped music forever yeah yeah check Ringo spitting these bars <laughs> Oh, it's, bloody. Like, <laughs> it's like the novelty song has died out. I think we can agree. Like, you know, most bands from back then didn't mind a novelty number, did they? Bloody, yeah, like the Beatles would chuck a few it? at the end of albums. Yeah, they had a sort of comedy song, kind of novelty song, didn't All they? All the time. 
And it would be Ringo that would sing it, would be yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> um, actually Ringo makes the top 20 on the drummers I, he's, he's yeah. one until I watched that documentary in my <clears throat> I've always thought he probably wasn't that good a drummer I oh, know he's amazing and that's what it shows actually it shows yeah. like, loads what of really respected Phil drummers. Collins was he any he's good? amazing yeah is he's he really yeah. he's a truly great player he had 10 years where he was as, as good as anybody making the running in drumming and then he became a singer and he wasn't as interested. Obviously, he wasn't as interested anymore. That's... But 10 years when, when... And he was playing sessions for all sorts of people. He played on a John Cale album. He used to do Brian Eno's records. He was like a really... really? Yeah, I did yeah, not know yeah, that. Yeah, I've, yeah. Always been, I've always had a bit of a... I like some well, of Phil Collins' pop- stuff, but I'm not as him as a person. I've got some... He gets a hard sh- time, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He shit hot, super shit, talented. Shit hot player. I, I, we, a long time ago, when I had a, when I had a uh, talk show on the telly, we had him on and I played with him, which was like the sort of... Um, one of those things where you dressed as a gorilla was that you? Um, no, it wasn't me dressed as a gorilla, but we did we did we did reference the gorilla in it. But like um, it, that was the most extraordinary experience because it's because he's he was a big hero of mine as a drummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, when I was when I was a kid, and then to find myself sort of stood opposite him in playing him was one of those things where you think, ah, oh, fuck, uh, is this happening? And then it's finished, and you don't get to do it again, and the moment's yeah. passed, and. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, life's happened too fast. At this, and was you know, he all right? Because you know that thing about meeting your heroes. He was, was he was very, very sweet. He was very nice. But we 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 went right in saying we're not gonna we're not we take the we take the piss, but we're not gonna we're not gonna turn you over. We're not gonna do not interested because yeah, 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 yeah. that because we don't want to do the same thing as everyone else. You know. Yes. Um. Uh. And he was he was a pussycat, really. He was very sweet, and he oh. sent me this. He, <laughs> we he sent me don't this have card that policy on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Turned over more people. Than the <laughs> but he sent me this cartoon of us playing drums together. That's in my loon. It's like one of those things where you know, like he's a hero of mine when I was yeah. when I was a youngster. But he was a brilliant player for ten years. Okay. Absolutely. Why does he get? Why does he get a hard time? Do you think a lot of people? He, it was wasn't it when he said was it uh, was it oh bloody who who did he threaten to leave the country if they got voted into power? I, th- I think he was worried. I think he I think he said if the, if Labour win an election, I'll leave. Yes. But I but I think I think. I think actually his problem is he was absolutely everywhere. His music was completely ubiquitous, and he was a massive, massive star. And he and he got caught in a tabloid feeding frenzy and all that sort of thing. And then people just went off him, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I think it was his ubiquity more than the more than the. There's some well, people just who like don't... an oversaturation of yeah, his yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's in movies and he was sort of a bit of a cheeky chappy. I and I loved Buster growing up. Yeah, that was a, that was a great film. Yeah, yeah. Julie, um, can't fault Julie film, Walters in it. It was really good. <laughs> it was, um, and but weirdly, my, my favourite song of his is "Invisible Touch." Yeah, which yeah. is a bit of a you know, it's a bit of a reminds you of your uncle, not really. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, but that's that's Genesis, strictly speaking. You know, if you're if you're a mega is, fan, yeah. so you know, you, um, you, you, you but, can't can't include that. Yeah, uh, but he. I don't I don't know that tune actually. Oh, you, I know you, that he know gets it, a hard you know time because yeah. his wife died, didn't she? And then he wrote that. His big hit album is that? Is that no, right? his wife left him, and then he wrote oh. a big hit album, and then she another didn't wife. Die, no, no she totally like... changed. Well, but he's, he's just he got, got into my ears. <laughs> but he's just gone. He's just got divorced again, and uh, uh, he, he, I mean, I th- there's been some stuff recently where you sort of think, Jesus Christ, how bad is this for this bloke? Because like, oh, is it true that she dumped him via like email or something? Well, TikTok. no, no. The old story was. That he divorced her by fax. That's, that's yes. how the papers reported it. But I mean, because I asked him about this, he said, no, that's, not, "That's not what happened." It's that him and his ex. He was on a massive tour, and him and his ex used to do the childcare via fax, right? Because he used to think, "I'm not going <laughs> to phone her 
Yeah. I'm gonna uh, and I'll fax it so I can do it. In, so I can do so I can do it immediately. <laughs> well, it's even fax machines. Like, that's like Roy Castle. That's obsolete, right? Uh, and uh, and he so he'd write it down and fax it to her so she could see what he actually wanted to. And and apparently, someone and they had a row with him going, "I want to see the kids for fuck's sake" or whatever. And and someone leaked the fax to the tabloids. Right. You know? And so it turns into he divorced his wife by fax, but he hadn't. But he's but he's had a he's had a I mean the the, the recent stuff where he got locked out of his mansion by his current ex what his uh, last yes. ex wife and it's That's all right. like really grim and and you sort of think you think he's obviously some sort of fool for love or something I don't know but he was a brilliant drummer in his in his day <laughs> and uh, and uh, I always think and because he got the piss taken I always used to feel I used to feel sorry for him as a like player rather yeah, than yeah. A, well it's amazing you know. like very I can't think of another drummer who just stepped forward you know yeah, I mean? yeah became yeah. that superstar yeah, yeah as a yeah, singer yeah. as well yeah 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 well, you know um, um <clears throat> but i don't know uh that li- the top 10 they've got in that program is pretty much spot on though although i'm although it's got ginger baker on it who's a who's a sort of loony and um he's in, isn't he t- he's in the, he's not in the top 10 i don't think in that if he's he? just outside it on the one i just watched I think oh, right. like oh, okay. 13 or 14 oh okay. he's All mental right. i am yeah yeah and quite unpleasant because yeah. I am, um, uh, I met Tony Allen a couple of times. Yeah. Because my uh, wife worked for he worked for music, yeah. uh, a band, and yeah. he was he was part of the band for a period. He did that stuff for Damon Albarn, didn't he? Yeah, that was so. It's a good, the bad, and the queer. Yeah, right. Wow. And um, and I met him a couple of times. He was the coolest. Yeah. coolest man you'd ever meet. Yeah. He did stuff with Ginger Baker, didn't he? They... Yeah, well, I did it. I hosted a gig that um. That, uh, that Ginger Baker was like a testimony, like a, is testimony the right word? Like a, um, like a, like, well, basically, it's a, si- this, well, it was, it was like that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a, um, there's a symbol company called Zildjian, a really famous symbol company. And they were doing a thing where they were going to honour him and Mitch Mitchell, who's the drummer in the Jimi Hendrix oh, yeah, experience. Yeah. And Mitch died. So, but they went ahead with the event anyway. And they had this sort of several bands with really shit hot players. And then Gene, Ginger was meant to play at the end. With a big band with Tony Allen and, yeah, and yeah. Courtney Pine and all sorts of people, and I I hosted it because um, none of the drummers wanted to stand up and talk, and I'm like I'll do that I don't mind, um, and they gave me some cymbals, so you know it's a kind of happy happy situation for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ginger, I remember Ginger turning up, and immediately the you know you know sometimes when you you, you go on a like you go into a in, into a situation and there's this weird atmosphere and you think why and it's one person yeah of course. basically he's apparently he yeah he's meant to he's not meant to be a yeah. nice chap no he was is not he? a nice man i mean he's <laughs> no longer with us so because say what we like but um he, he basically i remember i remember um and zildjian this company there's the two women that own zildjian the zildjian sisters right and they'd they'd spent a lot of money on shepherd's bush empire and they'd flown musicians from all over the world so you had guys from new york guys from la people from all over the world african guys all in this all at this gig <laughs> And I walked past and the lift doors were closing and he stood there and he's huge. He was like six foot four. And these two, li- the two little Zildjian ladies and there's the door closed. I heard him say, I don't fancy fucking playing tonight. Oh, it's like at this, this gig he was from, to honour him. Where was he from? Was he so, Catford. Yeah. Catford, that's it. Yeah. That's only makes, down the road. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It's really, really funny though. <laughs> I don't fucking fancy playing tonight. Yeah. And then he came on in the end really late and then we ran into... Um, Overtime, and you know, overtime in the theatre costs an absolute fortune, and the yeah, crews yeah, are all going, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna have to get a cab home," and all that sort of thing. And it, and, uh, it, it was a very, very, um, it was a weird event, pretty sour to be honest. But yeah, Tony yeah. Allen was amazing. 
He's a drummer. <laughs> he was. He was. He sadly died recently. Yeah. 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 He um. He was an amazing drummer. Also, yeah. just he lived the life of you know for his age. He was in his eighties and he was still yeah. putting it away. Yeah. Every yeah. Yeah. Day. Yeah. 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 But, um. What was I? Oh, was uh, that reminded me of something I was about to say, but I've forgotten what it was. Oh, Ginger Baker. He said in this yeah. documentary I just watched. He said um. He's talking about Cream. Obviously, that was yeah. he's got his big start in yeah uh, in music, and he he still he was saying he said he said as a band they've never been surpassed, and I was like I think you might have well I, I think you I might know. have overdone the how good Cream were there, mate. Uh, possibly. You know what I mean? I'm and not, he goes I'm not on about how them. shit they are as well. And he goes right, on about yeah, how shit just, they were. I think so he's it's like all right, mate. Good old fashioned contrary old yeah. chap, wasn't he? Yeah. So what? So you have you been playing a lot during lockdown? What's been your lockdown? Because yeah, I have actually. I've been um, weirdly because I I during lockdown I hadn't picked my guitar up in probably properly in about eight or nine years, and lockdown and also having a baby suddenly just yeah. sitting around a lot with a baby. I've just been I played guitar more in the last seven or eight months than I have done really ever probably actually. Which yeah. so I found actually has been quite productive for. I found those it. Things. I found well basically. Um, my, because I'm I'm in this band, this this band called Fat Cops in Scotland that I've been doing the fat last three cops. or four years. Fat Fat Cops, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's because one of them, one, two of them were in a band when they were teenagers, and they 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 had a band called Fat Corps, right? Right. Um, because they were being doomy teenagers, and with a oh, Scottish corpse accent, as in a dead body, not as in a dead body, like a yeah, short, but f- like an army corpse. No, no, like a corpse, a dead body. But obviously, with a Scottish accent, that could be fat corpse, yes. could be corp, cops, yes. or a corpse, right? <laughs> and so they did a gig a long time ago, and someone wrote it down as fat cops rather than fat corpse. Yes. And so we stuck with that. Anyway, um, and and so I've been writing, playing music quite a lot in the last sort of, three, four years. And then my, I have a daughter. Um, she's doing a A levels this year. Well, he's, no, she's not. Of course she fucking isn't. No. She's not doing anything this year. Is that like, your daughter that <coughs> was in Melbourne? Ed, with you in Melbourne? No, ago. no, no. So no, it's her younger sister. Um, oh, she she's called ve- Willow. She was the vegan. I remember you. She's the vegan. vegan yeah, she, yeah. She had a fantastic time buying vegan shoes in Melbourne. It's the, in Melbourne, yeah, it's the vegan yeah. capital of the world, isn't it? Yeah, she loved it. Yeah, what's that? What's is it? Lord of the Fries? That vegan oh, chip shop? Oh my god! Yeah, basically, it's it, um, it's. I mean, it's, it shouldn't exist, really. I don't know how. Only Melbourne would allow a chain of like vegetarian chicken shops to be a thing, <laughs> and like, it's loads of them. It's not like a like, yeah. like in London that would be one little thing. Yeah. Well, there's one in London called Temple of Satan, which yeah. is there's two branches. Yeah. But you know, Melbourne, there's they're everywhere. They're in train stations. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. There's, and there's one up in Fit, one up in Fitzroy. Yeah, on. Uh... St Kilda, whatever. Oh, it's Brunswick called. Street. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, the best. Yeah, but she, in so the world. she, no, it's, but it's not her. No, it's her. It's her younger sister, and she's brilliant. I mean, I know my dad. She's a brilliant singer. So right. what we've done in the last year is we've written a load of music together, like a ton of music together. Is that? Um, um, uh, is, is that I mean, what's the? Would you ever release it? Yeah, I, well, I think we ought to. to be, I mean, it's good enough, and she's good enough. How does she feel about being in a band with her dad? <laughs> Can I just ask that question? Well, you know what? <laughs> you know I what? Know if, I've only, I don't my, know. My daughter is under one years old, but I already reckon she, you know, she's going to be that lovely, sort. Actually. I think it's lovely, actually. I think it's not. Mod- I think but do you modern- not think they'd think, oh, God, you know. No, I think modern kids are different. Are they? You know, I think, because we went, because, we, uh, I mean, everything happened. In 2019, every, every story I've got is about 2019, right? Because that's the last time anything happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So in 2019, we played a, um, the Fat Cops, the Fat Corpse. We played a little gig in, uh, in London. 
in town in uh, Soho and, I, and she came along and, and we hung out and then we watched another band and, you know, drank beers and all sort of thing. And I said to her afterwards, I cannot think of the equivalent moment with my father. No. Right? That it, playing in a, you coming to watch yeah, us play yeah, music, yeah, yeah. Hanging, out, dr- hanging out, drinking beers. And it just feels like that the generation gap, there obviously is one, but it just, it's sort of expressing itself differently. And, uh, yeah, sounds like uh, you're trying to say that you're you're cooler than your dad is what you're I'm trying. Cool, <laughs> what, I am what you're trying fuck, to get across here. Fuck it straight up. I am much cooler than my dad. Is that because you can have more sort of mutual interests as well because of the internet and I think poss- similar. I think possibly, yeah. And you know, and we're watching The Sopranos together at the moment because I said you got to watch this. This is amazing, and uh, and I, it's a bit of a punt, but um. She's got taste. She loves it. She sits there roaring with laughter at it. And she goes, some of it's a bit dated. I'm like, well, what? And then she can't really tell uh, me what. I mean, yeah, it's not, I, I wouldn't <laughs> it say. It is 20 years watching, old. If you're watching Sopranos, don't watch it for their uh, their opinions. <laughs> it's not, you know, Tony Soprano wasn't not the most sort of uh, liberal no, of folks. No, it's it? not, they're, not, they're, they're not woke gangsters. But I mean, but, um, but it's... Uh, but I don't know. I just sort of think there is a, the generation gap. Like I say, it expresses itself in different ways. So she actually really loves it. And you know, we've 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 put a lot of work into it. And I've sometimes had to go, "No, you're doing that wrong." And you've got to, you know, you, you've got to sing in time, and you've got to hit that, and all this sort of thing. I've been a bit like, get it right. Yeah. And I don't know why, but she sort of trusts my judgment. And and you know, we got a couple of hours of couple of hours of tunes now. And we did a it's we nice. yeah, it's it's, it's really nice. And we did some gigs in. Um, we did some gigs last year, like streamed a couple of gigs. Because I was going to, because she's doing, like I say, she's doing A-levels this year. Last year, I was going to say we should do some gigs. Because she wants to be a performer. She wants to go to drama school, this sort of thing. And he's, gonna, and he's going, he's got a place. But we were going to we were gonna do some gigs because I wanted her to experience being on stage and playing in a band and all that sort of thing. And so I was pushing along to do that. And then, of course, we couldn't last summer because of, no. of the ongoing debacle. And... Um, and so we did a couple of stream gigs and I've got a, a friend friend who runs an art centre and she said, do you want to do one? Because we were doing Zoom gigs with the family, like playing from in here, um, which was nice. lots of fun, actually. It's, yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, mixing it all through the computer and sending out on Zoom all crackly. Like, I mean, you know, it's like listening to a radio, really. And uh, and it was lots of fun. And so we, we, you know, we sort of put a body of tunes together. That's been a, that's what I've done creatively in lockdown, because, you know, the no stand-up to do is there it's impossible i mean i should just take this moment to point out me and julian did release a single last year really <laughs> remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it was a joke we released it on our on our podcast channel oh brilliant uh, it's basically i i took uh some audio of julian saying horrific things and then i mixed yeah. it into a house track called gob in my face it's not Love it. for the faint it's a banger yeah but it on, was me... it's we were going to see if we could actually record it in your studio <laughs> well if you want we can do that that's easy <laughs> do you want to do a remix with your drum yeah yeah, yeah send send me the stems i'll get I into need to do another actually i really liked making it it's, it's, it's gross it's a really horrible song but um, yeah, it's a really good beat behind it though it was i mean uh, i did catchy. yeah the music i mean I've, the, I've, the, I've the lyrics are up. profoundly moving as well <laughs> <laughs> The lyrics are so disgusting. Dobbing my face. Send it over. Dobbing my face. I, mean, it's, I feel like the chorus is the, the line, don't be shy around the batty hole. So it's very Oh, bad. okay, yeah. It's not, yeah. You know. It transcends, doesn't it? It's just sublime. <laughs> it's of its time. Um, but it's a little bit dated. What I will say, I've tried in my in periods in my life trying to write songs yeah, like I just, it, I I just can't. It, I just can't do it. I can I get just, a melody it, on a guitar. I can fiddle around and get a nice yeah. sound in what could be a song. I but can it, play I, lyrics, Wonderwall. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> lyrics are really hard. Because I've because i written... I, uh, over the years, I've always d- I've written and recorded music for for pub landlord shows and had yeah, him do... Yeah. I, 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 I tend to like closing with a sort of ba- really like basic song. So I'm always jealous of people who do comedy songs because because there's that thing of all you got to do is come up with a couplet and when you hit the second rhyme, they all fucking laugh. It's like... Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I'm not saying it's a con trick, but it's kind of like... You, you make you make your life easy. It's effective, like, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, man, that's it exactly is it. So like, but then saying that, I also think you can then when you split them into ones that write really nice, amazing, original comedy songs, and yeah, yeah I still enjoy watching somebody just do a, a change the words to a song. Yeah, I've got yeah, I've got yeah. a very very. I'll laugh at anything. Like, I'm not I'm not uh, pretentious when it comes to comedy. But, um, you know, like, so you watch someone like, I'm trying to think, like Andy Askins or someone, who yeah. just, he'll come up with a little th- a one minute song that is so funny. Yeah. Um, I d- I'm so jealous that I just don't have that no. for Christmas gigs. There's <laughs> a real, well, yeah, exactly. That's when you need it. Or, yeah, or, yeah. or just like, how do I end this show? You know, like, I could, could oh. do, like, write a routine that comes it's, to a climax, or well, I could it, yeah, it's on, an end on a tune. To, it's on, you know, right in the end of an hour's show, yeah. ultimately, is the hardest point. So that's why I think often I just end. And then do a little wrap up of like, thanks for coming, because it just feels like it's hard to build to a crescendo. No, it's bloody difficult. And I always sort of think, um, I've always sort of admired the comics who go, well, thanks very much, good night. They, they stop. And you think, what are you doing? Yeah. How, how are you getting away with that? You know, I actually, I ended on a song, One Edinburgh. It was um, about four Edinburghs ago, three Edinburghs yeah. ago. Yeah. And it was, I, I was so nervous about it. It wasn't an original song. It was a piss take. I, I had a routine about yeah. bus, about buskers. Yeah. And um, sort of the, uh, like young buskers now, like 18-year-olds that you see do it. Like, and they're lovely guitarists. And they start yeah. playing a song that you start, And what happens is you listen thinking, oh, this is beautiful. And you realise they're doing some sort of rearranged version of quite a shit 90s pop song. Yeah. So I told a story about how I got done at a farmer's market. I was watching this guy and I thought, oh, this is really nice what he's singing. It turned out he'd basically rearranged Umbop by Hanson. Oh, okay. So I sort of then felt shortchanged that yeah. I enjoyed him. Yeah. And then, uh, so at the end of the show, I, I, I did this quite heartfelt fake ending and then got my guitar out and I basically did a rearranged version of Umbop. Love it. Which was nice and it did yeah. work. But yeah. it was, I, every day, like my heart rate when I was about to sing oh, rather really? than just do jokes was it was such a different experience i found it uh, so hard oh i will i always think when i get to the song i think good I've, we're we're done in three minutes oh no i, I just find it i think <laughs> weirdly, I'll be I in the singers, car in 10 <laughs> singers would say it about comedians that you yeah. know i couldn't do what you do but i genuinely think there's something more i don't know oh the, no I, but the, when the it comes shame but i can but singing. i can sing as sing as the pub landlord no problem because i put on a voice and it and it, it's serving a purpose but if i had to sing as me yeah, and that, that's where he comes in. Writing words, sincere lyrics, or lyrics with the yeah, lyrics yeah, yeah. That aren't a you're showing <laughs> you're showing them your heart, and it might just and it might be rubbish. <laughs> well, 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 it's the, well, it's also this idea you're supposed to express yourself. Well, yeah. what am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but what am I trying to say? And so we always do this. We, we, I mean, me and Willow, we do this thing. I've got um, I've got a big box of old Penguin postcards. And we we just go through them until we find a phrase that scans with the tune that we've got, oh, and then build a, a li- and then build that's build nice. a lyric build a lyric around that, and then also we've kind of got this thing where we go, oh, this is a sass one where you're telling a guy to uh, telling a guy, you know, telling the boy to stop playing his games, yeah. and you just write the cli- you just write the cliches, and they and they and they work in pop music. You just I think right there is yeah, I, and and so you end up, and sometimes we write a song that kind of tells a story, yeah. 
but even that kind of that can feel a bit like um, uh, gauche, or it can or it can feel a bit like worn out. You know what I mean? I mean, this is the problem. If it's sincere, I'm fucked. If you yeah, want me to, yeah. if you want to be cynical and take the piss, but, you know, I'm I'm your, I'm, I'm absolutely 100 percent up for that. But <laughs> it's like actually saying something you might mean, like ugh, yeah. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> oh, turn it in. It's yeah, exactly. Like, it's the hardest thing. Oversharing. Yeah, exactly. Remember, um... Sharing. I mean, fuck that. I remember Stuart Lee. Stuart Lee did a thing on stage a few about probably about ten yeah. years ago now, and he said like he he did something really sincere at the end of a show about his yeah. wife, yeah, and then obviously the awkwardness in the room. He he then said, oh, you know, people say the last taboo of comedy is a uh, you know is something about rape or incest. He said actually, yeah. as we've just learned, the last taboo of comedy is uh, saying something really earnest and sincere. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, it yeah, is, yeah isn't yeah. it? Because the moment you say that. I think audiences, unless they've gone in knowing that, if but yep. if they're just watching, you've got, if they're watching somebody just be really fun and silly for forty-five minutes, and then you do a really heartfelt thing, they just—I think most of them are thinking. Fucking turn it's it, kind really. of a bit inconsistent, maybe as well. Isn't I it? think it's so. I think you. Thing. I think you've either you've either got to really put it in the blurb if you're a comedian. Yeah, in Edinburgh, I think it's a real thing. That sort of oh yeah, you got to talk about at the your end. dead dad. Oh, my yeah, dad's died. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, my dad's dead. Yeah. At the and end. I think yeah, yeah. you're allowed to if it's in the blurb and people know what they're yeah. in for. If, yeah. I, what I don't like is the ones where it's 45 minutes of jokes and then out of the blue, and then it's like, and that's when... They start crying and put a stall up. <laughs> Give them the lights, please. <laughs> it's like, you, I just, no, as an audience member, you feel like this is not what But it's I interesting, isn't it? Because it was very, very fashionable at the Fringe to do that for about, for, for at least a decade. Yeah. And it kind of also overlapped with the same time where it was really fashionable to sort of do rape jokes. And it I kind of like, was... you know, like real, a toss of a coin going to it's see a show in Edinburgh. That stopped, like, that stopped like, when Julian stopped going, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you really get that percentage up. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I kept, one, one, I kept the curve up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you went really flat on the curve. <laughs> um, Brought the averages down. <laughs> it's the R old. number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. There was definitely, and in, in, that was a phasing in and out period, wasn't it? Yeah. Where the, sort of the pathos was taken over. The, the, you know, yeah. That's. I reckon it was almost a hangover. I reckon of like the t- the the nineties comedians. Yeah. yeah. And so when I started, all the two thousands lot, we all sort of were watching older stuff. Yeah. That, that was probably a bit edgy. We were watching your Bill Hicks and all that. We all thought yeah. we were edgy. Yeah. And um and then but also we were learning that the world was changing as well. So I think we saw that change happening. Whereas the newer lot have just watched nicer, younger comedians. So yeah. they're just they're not as cynical and horrible. No, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is interesting though because these things are just fashions as well. Because you know, totally. there's all this, there's all this hoo ha from from various people about oh, it's too, you know, there's too much left wing comedy. Because I got into a big, I got into a Twitter a Twitter spat. Um, uh, I did the fingers then for the listener um, um, uh, with Lawrence Fox, you know, but not, oh, not, not one that lasted yeah. any length of time. But basically, he's, you know, he's part of that. Um, they call themselves the common sense group. You think, all right, fuck, fuck off. Right. It's my, my, like my simple reaction. They call themselves common sense, lobby for common sense, something like that. And they'd done a thing where they'd, um, they'd basically looked at all the comedians on the BBC and logged their kind of uh, political positions via right. their social media. Right. And then gone, look, you see, they're all they're all woke and they're all lefty and all the, all that sort of thing. 
And I tweeted it. I quote tweeted it saying, "Look, if you want, if you want, right, if you want jokes about um, the left, you're gonna have to vote in a left wing government, right? Yeah. Because not not that wasn't me saying vote Labour. That was yeah. me saying the simple practicality of it is, yeah, is yeah. if you want jokes about a Labour government, you have to vote for one. Sorry, like yeah. um, there's a Tory government at the moment, and you kind of think." They're not quite prepared to go that far in their pursuit. No, of, exactly. Um, <laughs> of, well, of the jo- I think the jokes like, yeah. they want, you know. It's also like you know, I, I genuinely, in my time of doing comedy, like you know, I've not really met a right-wing comedian. Yeah, it's that thing of, and I know people. Sub, uh, he he dines Hi, out. I'm a bit. Julian. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just doing it to try and get that, work. That's your other R oh, number, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like even like, like Jeff Norcott's not right wing. He just he just that it's a sort of thing he uses as a as a yeah. you know as PR essentially. Isn't he? yeah. He's not right yeah. wing. He's just yeah, an, it's, it's he's an economically slightly conservative type. Yeah, 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 yeah cultural yeah, yeah. and like you know he's a so like it's that thing of when people say I don't even know that they're calling for a right. What do they want on telly? Well, <laughs> I've no, well, I don't know. But the right wing. They want somebody going out talking about sort of exterminating groups. Well, I, of I people. just, I just don't know, and they can't quite, they can't quite um, articulate it. I think because that, that's what they'd end up, they may end up having to say. But the point is, it's just a fashion, and it'll pass. Yeah. And everything, everything just passes. You know, the, the, the things move on, and and fashions change, and it, and. and 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 like I said, you know, there because there was a because uh, I remember I remember being quite sort of shocked by this basic the basic you know idea that you were some sort of coward if you weren't doing jokes about rape. It's like well, I just I just not I don't know how I can make that funny, so I'm not going to bother. And I often think, uh, I often you know, well, no, cause seriously, because I think it's Brendan. Brendan how can I make the sitting over your blank notepad? How can I? What's funny about rape? Well, yes. no, but the thing is, Brendan Burns. I remember Brendan Burns saying this uh, and uh, saying that you know he goes on about that. He said, basically, the comedians end up doing the stuff they think that they end up doing stuff they're good at. So Tim Vine's good at puns, so he's ended up doing yeah, that. And yeah, I'm yeah. good at doing characters, so I've ended up doing that. There is, you know, the idea that there's a one way of Brendan doing Burns it. Brendan Burns is good at shouting at you. And Brendan Burns is shouting at you, so that's what, so that's what he's <laughs> ended up doing. I like Brendan, by the way. <laughs> no, so do I, but, but, but you know what I mean? And I, I just sort of think, the moment you get the moment you get prescriptive, you're fucked. That's the, the only prescription. Yeah. And I'm not saying, hey, the only rule, man, is there are no rules, right? Because yeah. that's just that's that's inane and um uh uh and not and not actually particularly useful. But the but the more prescriptive you get, the more stuck you're gonna get because because yeah. you, you know, you paint yourself you, into a corner. You can also and this is this is mainly I think describing <laughs> open spots, but you can always sniff out somebody who's clearly not really committed to what they're saying they've written a joke that is offensive that they think is yeah. offensive for the sake of it and it's not something that genuinely has come out of their yeah. sense of humor and it's yeah. so obvious you only see like a, a little like edgy open spot who's just dying because they just don't understand what's funny about them or what they're trying yeah. to say yeah yeah but that but 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 that can happen with that can happen with any kind of joke though isn't it it's like someone doing puns without the commitment or someone doing observations without the commitment i mean i puns and, and- i would say you know, you've got to really be. The, uh, like t- you know, there are a couple of comedians I can think of that do puns that I really rate. Yeah. And if I see an if I see another comedian do them, I think they should. I want to shoot them in the head <laughs> because they are. You know, it's just it is. You've got to be Tim Vine. You've got to, you've got yeah. to own it so much. I love yeah. watching Tim Vine so yeah. much. But when I see just you know, especially you can't just drop a pun in if you're not doing loads of them. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. be a comic. You can't be doing fifteen minutes of topical. It would just get Humor. a groan. It's totally. You need to, 
Tim Vine bombard like a machine gun of them. He just yeah, wears yeah. you down. But I, I, I find, I mean, I think he's he is genuinely, he's one of my favourite favourites. Full stop. Yeah. And I go and, when I go and see him, I come away feeling great about life. Yeah. yeah ain't totally. life grand, and ain't the world a fantastic, giddy, <laughs> ridiculous place? Yeah. Um, yeah. I always and, come away thinking it must be well hard to be Tim Vine because like, he lives it. He's, yeah. And he's, yeah. I've, I've spent time with Tim like, in Melbourne. Yeah. Actually, we ended yeah, up yeah, hanging yeah. out a bit. And he does, he can't stop himself. He's yeah. like, you know, I say, Julian, you're probably similar, actually, in that, you know, you sort of, that uh, that natural instinct to just dive in with the joke that's in your head. But imagine if it was, Tim Vine does that with puns constantly. I know. But, so but you're that... out for lunch and every, and, and he'd admit that like one in five lands and the other yeah. four, he just goes, oh, that one missed the target. Yeah. <laughs> it gets all awkward. But, but hanging out with him. because a cross it's... next to it on the notepad. Because <laughs> I hung out with him in Melbourne that time when, when Scarlett yeah. came and she absolutely loves him. She, 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 my, both my, both my, um, uh, daughters adore Tim and and but she basically said the problem with hanging out with him is everything sounds like a feed line you don't you just think yeah. he's you just yeah. think whenever he opens his mouth he's setting one up and he and sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes he's just saying I'd like a Heineken yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and you're like yeah, yeah. come on and what's it gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> um, my favorite thing he does on stage is um when he does the sort of fake like responses to heckles that haven't happened yeah. Yeah. so like he'll do a joke that gets a big oh, yeah, groan yeah, and he leans yeah. over and goes sorry um, you'd have to ask at the box office. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he just carries yeah, on. Yeah, he just yeah. does loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one, I remember he did one, he does one where he's sort of, again, grown, and he again leans in, sorry? He goes, yeah, no, yeah, I'm professional. Yeah, I do it full time. <laughs> like, yeah. Just constantly yeah. drops so in. Yeah. Yeah. It's so simple and silly, oh, but man. so... No, it's so beautiful. funny. I yeah. love him. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but again, um, Darren Walsh is another good one. He's, yeah, he's yeah. in a commitment to it. Uh, yeah. Mark Simmons have been like, yeah, yeah, but there's a yeah. few, but I think Gary Delaney yeah. as well, yeah, Gary Delaney, yes. So yeah. there's, you know, I think it's a real art when it's done right. But fuck, yeah, but when it, I just see a it, comic just drop one in, I'm like, you can get. Yeah, <laughs> I sometimes they don't work on their own though. Not well, I sometimes I've tried it, yeah. Yeah, I sometimes build a whole thing around them and call them, you know, this idea of a load-bearing pun where it's doing all, it's doing all like as a misunderstanding rather than a pun, where it's doing all the work. Yeah, but um, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean Frank Skinner likes he likes to 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 chuck him in for the groan. Yeah, and and I always th- you know that it's, you're really you're, you're playing a, you're playing a high stakes game yeah. there, aren't you? And I, I think you know. he's probably earned his yeah, stripes exactly. to exactly. get away with it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> you get to a level, then you can probably chuck in one now and again and be like, shut <laughs> up. I won the Perrier twenty five years ago. <laughs> but, um, it's um yeah it's a fun, like it's I'm trying to think of like other styles of comedy that are really like, that, I think puns are, are I would say genuinely puns are more risky than yeah, edgy I think they, comedy yeah and, and again in I terms think, of like fa- the failure success sort yeah, of yeah I think I think you're absolutely right because they're because because like you say you've got to write you've got to bombard so you, you've got to write shit loads of them whereas oh, you can't God, yeah. you, can, you can't riff on puns can you you you, can, you know you can riff on a situation and build a routine out of it can't you or you can yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a or a or a or a you know a positive idea you can riff on or yeah. or an observation but you, you can't you can't riff on chicken puns can you i mean yeah yeah <laughs> whatever you can but try <laughs> well um, obviously <laughs> have you been doing many online gigs yeah i have actually um how have you found them uh, well, I found the, fir- the first couple like completely bewildering. Um, I did one. I did one for uh, for just the tonic, where there was no where there was no laughter, and I wrote oh, the thing and read hard. it like 
Exactly. I wrote it and read it like a piece of telly on an autocue and did it right down the barrel. Like, but literally words tumbling into the void and me yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. well, this is just, this is the complete um, opposite of What's that? What, <laughs> you, what, what I like <laughs> and what I'm interested <laughs> in. Just just three minutes in, it's like, oh, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is not what I got into performing <laughs> before. <laughs> Fucking right. Fucking right. You're just Basically talking to your an laptop. Audition. Yeah, just to, Didn't yeah, you exactly. do that one? Didn't you do Just a Sonic on Saturday? I did, and it was actually, it was one of the... He's the really David audience. The David Has audience. he cracked it now? Oh, the David yeah, audience, that's all right. Yeah, they had like a, they had a hundred um, on the on videos and more behind... Yeah, okay. so it was it was really well run actually. Because oh, I've been doing I've been doing James Gill's gigs always. Be I've been doing a lot of that, and we're doing yeah. a quiz every Monday night now. Where um, we've got the same quiz book, and he puts around he puts four rounds together in a video round, and we do that for an hour and a half. And I basically just improvise around all the subjects, and I'm absolutely loving it. And but it's funny though because because I come back. To, I mean, I, put, I do it up in my office here, you know, with the front row and all this sort of thing on the screen, and I come back downstairs like giddy with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's hard. giddy with having made people laugh like <laughs> like kind of like things going on in my limbs i don't know what's happening to me because 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 i miss it i miss it so much and then because yeah. we were going to go on tour march last year and had some warm-ups right just squeezing the lemon of the show i toured the year before all about brexit right i mean who remembers that and um <laughs> and uh and then we had to cancel and I said to myself, great, I've been on tour too much the last four or five years, been away too much. We've just, we've got a three-year-old now. So like, um, you know, it'd be good to be home properly yeah. for that, um, not to be away. And you know what? I'm 50, I was 51 when the pandemic started, or maybe 58 by the time it's fucking done, but I'm 51 <laughs> now and, uh, and I don't need the laughter. I'm a... I'm a, no. you know, I do it for the satisfaction of job well done, not for the sort of, not for the like junky thrill. Yeah. I'm a grown up. I'm, I'm been doing this too long to rely on it anymore. And yeah, I, yeah. for about four months, I kept that going as a yeah. thing. I think we all did. I think, well, I think anyone, yeah, but me, we, we talked about this a lot, me and Junior. That, yeah, that first lockdown, we loved it. We were genuinely yeah. like, because we'd been yeah. on the road for years. It's like a well needed break as well. Yeah. For, yeah. 30,000 yeah. miles a year. It was just yeah. nice, then it? lockdown yeah. two came. It was like, yeah. fuck this! Well, yeah, because it is that thing of, you know, no one gets into stand-up. Well, no, some, there are some slightly yeah. antisocial types, but on the whole, most comedians do get a thrill out of yeah. meeting, like you're being around loads of people and making them laugh. Yeah. Even even yeah. seeing the other acts and stuff, I started totally. to miss that. And yeah, the social life of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah. that in, after lockdown one, when we went had that little open period in London, I was doing top yeah. secret a lot and yeah. just hanging, just getting, just popping in, seeing was who great. was on and having a chat with them and then going, yeah. doing your spot. And then it was lovely. Yeah. And I realized yeah. I missed, you know, the, yeah, the camera. The whole thing. Yeah. I was doing math. I was doing um, a lot of math Brown's gigs because they're out my way and it's yeah, just, yeah. just sort of easier. And um, I've got that on Saturday, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought um, we were great. doing it together, actually. We're doing oh, a race. Yeah. Yeah. Me and yeah. Julian on the same gig. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And I Don't, really love it. Oh, I think you're on before me. You should absolutely kill it. Like, to, to, like Stone Dead. Do something horrendous. I've just written loads of rape jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then do that. And then I've got to come on after. Deal, deal with that R number. Literally during your set, it's like take me out. All the cameras going boo boo, just going off, disappearing on screen. Three people left at the end. It's just me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, but like, like I say, I mean, I, I've. I've done quite a lot of online stuff because I, I sort of, um, I sort of, what I think, 
you know, when this finally ends, I think we're going to have a real, a real boom time. I think it's going to be a great time to be a comic because people are going to absolutely be desperate for a laugh. I think. Yeah, what well, happened uh, in Perth? Do you know Perth Fringe yeah. is going on? Well, it's just now they've just gone into a five day lockdown, but right. they had two and a half weeks or something of the festival there. Wow! And a couple of people I know that were there uh, or are there said it was like something. It was like something from the old, like you know, hear about yeah. the fall of Rome when everyone just was yeah. out getting pissed and like, yeah. like they, the people just yeah. were lost their minds. So yeah. I mean, the getting pissed part I've been doing anyway. If I'm honest, I I, I went through a period where I was a complete soak. Yeah. Over the over the in the autumn, I was just drunk all the time. Really? Because that yeah. do you not um, starting at five, oh, just drunk it's all hard the time. Me and I, I used to, what I will say this this whole affair has got me over. I used to have a real aversion to drinking at home. Like yeah. I, 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 that's I, I love I love a drink, <laughs> but I used to have a rule that was more uh, for my own safety than anything, which was don't never drink at home. Yeah, yeah. if I yeah. Up, just go of into the over. garden. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's going to sit on a bench down the end of the road with the Polish guys. Um, they used, to, I used to, they've even disappeared. Actually, there used to be a cool group at the end. Who used to drink Tisky Lager, but um, I, yeah, I, I used to I stood by him for years. I got to like almost forty without drinking at home. And during lo- these lockdowns, I've really, I've grown. To, it could be who's somebody getting raided by the coronavirus yes. squad. Um, <laughs> But I, uh, me and my wife introduced cocktail hour at 5pm, which is not every day. We do it about five days a week. Wow. Having a cocktail and watching the chase. Only five days a week, that's all right, yeah. Yes, fine. But it's something, it's a not, because the reason we do it at five is because we've got a baby, so we've got to be getting into the bedtime routine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So it's just a cocktail to take the edge off the evening, and then I might have a, a beer after. And I never thought I'd be the, I think it's a dad thing of like, I can have a couple of drinks now and I'm happy. Yeah. It used to, I used to be. I'm if I have get, one sip, get yeah. I'm gonna get shit faced. That's yep. the only. I've only only two settings. But I've, this has taught me how to drink responsibly, which is a positive. <laughs> oh, I well, know. I there, I drink responsibly every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm responsible for my own. You're drink. really managing that well. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I got, I got, I got a rowing machine at Christmas, so I'm trying to get fit this time around. This this lockdown. <clears throat> And actually, really, really hammering the thing, because I've always good. been, I've always been fat and unfit, and uh, I mean, I have. I've just not. I've never really sort of. <laughs> you cared. Can't, no, you can't agree. I can't agree with that when you said <laughs> it. It's not. I think that's an interviewer's rule. You're not allowed to. Uh, no, 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 of course been you fat have. Unfit, no, no, don't, yes. don't be. Don't yeah, you be have absurd. Actually, You've always been a size. <laughs> well, I have. I have. <laughs> and I thought I find it because because the first lockdown, I, I, I pushed pushed a buggy around for like two hours every morning to get out of the house so my other half could she could get her working day started. But this time I've decided I'm going to get on a rowing machine and 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 really hammer it and and try and get it's hench I believe is the word and it, and it's the 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 beer my beer belly is literally like is like it's peeling off me it's oh, the really? weirdest thing that's yep. great that's yeah. great I mean rowing machines are so hard yeah. like to do you know it's, it's proper a full high body intensity. isn't it and it, yeah. it's your back as well it's yeah good. the first five minutes is absolutely I'm just first five minutes I'm thinking I get going at about a minute and then about three minutes I'm thinking I could you know what I could just stop yeah if I course. just stopped what would happen I mean it cost me a lot of money this machine but I could just stop couldn't I no why don't I just stop sell it <laughs> I could sell it exactly someone else will stop five minutes How swap long? it for some alcohol <laughs> <laughs> How long cash can you do on it now? Well, an hour. I'll do you an can hour. Do an hour on a rowing machine. Yeah, I did it. I've been. I was last week. I did forty minutes a day. 
And this week I decided to switch up to an hour because I really want. What, what I, are you doing while you're on it? Are you is watching it music the, watching or? a Norwegian Netflix <laughs> vomiting show. and crying? Yeah, well. vomiting and crying and wondering what the point of anything is. Yeah, watching <laughs> beer adverts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm watching this. I'm watching 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 telly, watching Netflix. That's I, I, nice though. I, I, I worked my way through um, Star Trek Discovery, which I really don't like, but I sort, so I sort of hate watched that. Yeah, and that that went quite well with like uh, with like agonising exercise to watch something I didn't like. So that, as soon as I'm done with this, I can finish. You know, that's such a modern <laughs> development. That thing of like just once you know you sort of you end up hate watching a series that you've watched three episodes of and there's 12 yeah. of them you're like yeah but i've watched three now i've got to watch them it's like i've committed you don't to, like it it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm committed to loathing this to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, have you seen Mar- marcella before no. it's an itv no. drama it's the third season started this week and really? i thought i watched the first two episodes it's so good um like it's got um anna freel as a All right. police woman Right, and it's proper gritty northern bastard oh, sort of thing. Oh, excellent! <laughs> I love it. That sounds but great, actually. It's, and she's so good. good in it as well. Like she's real sort of like quite a threatening woman. I, find, I think I basically I find her very. It does something Hot. to me inside. Yeah, just really. Yeah, well, I, think, so I, I haven't seen her in anything in eight in ages. No, I haven't either. And then I watched. We watched the first two seasons on Netflix during the second lockdown. Loved it. Turned yeah. out the third season's just started, and it's just so good and bleak, right. and right. yeah. Oof. I'll get into that. Current, then. That's my Mar- current tip. Marcella, Mar- right? Marcella, M A R C E L A. I might even okay. start that tonight. You should give it a go. Do you know what? Go back and go Netflix. Go season one. It's just right. really. It's got. Do you know what? It's sort of. It's got a feel. It's a Luther vibe to it. It's a real. I googled it, and the and the first description is gritty. It's yes. just come up as gritty. It's a gritty drama. That's, oh, what I like it. That's all we watch nowadays is gritty dramas. Me. Gritty With drama. our cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made a lovely cocktail the other day with um, pear liqueur in it. Pear liqueur, gin and You've lemon changed. juice. You've changed. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I have actually. I'm even looking. I've grown a tash and my hair back and it's gone grey. I feel like I don't know what I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> well, you, could, you could play villains, I think. With That's that the look. plan. Basically, the whole my whole pervy look villains. I got some new headshots. <laughs> with it. You could play a nonce, Can we take definitely. the word pervy off there? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that, I don't know why pervy made it into that description, but um, yeah, I want to be in, I want to be in a gritty p- drama. Putting you up for pervert roles. <laughs> somebody's got somebody's got a routine I mean, it's, about get them me getting some pervert work. I'm sure there's a comedian. I've been method acting all lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Somebody's got a routine about how they're. Their, their agent put them up for like a series of paedophile roles in TV and it was like and they ended up having to sort of have a word with their agent about can you stop putting me up for paedophiles imagine being typecast as it's that. just your aura you've got a certain vibe you know they asked That's... for you they asked for you specifically <laughs> and, and on the other line the police were asking for you as well that was on the other in the other inbox oh. um, anyway oh, did you, Julian you did this before we wrap up did you did a how did your self tape go for the, oh god um, it's agony isn't it do you do, oh, do, you, do, you do have you done it, the I've acting done no, not really, but I've done a couple of self-tapes. I mean, that that's why I've not done any acting. Well, I think Weirdly, we always... I, I did a Charles Manson self-tape. Um, really? 
Yeah, and I thought <laughs> it wasn't for I anything. I... He was just filming himself. <laughs> yeah, no, no one around. asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's another unsolicited Charles Manson self. Instead, of, I'd just like to get in people's DMs with some weird messages. <laughs> But um, I thought I nailed it, but uh, not quite, obviously, because I didn't no. get it. It Who was for it? Mindhunter, though, and the guy that got it. Oh yeah, was, yeah, it's the guy. He was Charles Manson. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. he he's brilliant. Yeah, so I was the oh, second well. choice. I pretended myself. <laughs> I saw a really funny tweet today about it was in response to you know Trump's legal I didn't team. Didn't know you followed me. <laughs> but um, you know, a couple of Trump's legal team have left just in just right. before the impeachment trial oh, starts. Yeah. Uh, and somebody's did a tweet going like, Charles Manson's legal team didn't leave when he carved a crucifix into his head. <laughs> How bad is Trump's face looking? <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> what, um, so yeah, just quickly, because so, basically people might not realise, self-tapes are when you have to basically do an acting audition just to your phone camera. I mean, they're easier than going there, though, aren't they? Don't you think? Or would you prefer to go there? We've talked in the past well, about bad auditions. So like, Well, what, going yeah. there... Going there when there's not an audition, what there actually is is a video camera and there's someone saying, okay, read it now. That's yeah. really, those are horrible. That's the gross. ones where at least you can interact with humans are like better. Yes. Um, but but I don't, I've not done much, I've not done next to no acting and I've not really done very many auditions. I think, you know, I'm, it's, too, it's too late for me. There's an assumption that I'm, I'm like the pub landlord and I'm, obviously I'm not. Yeah, um, yeah. And obviously I'm acting. But there's that sort of thing, oh, well, you know, that's what he does, so he can't do anything else, which is a bit annoying. I get offered yeah. gangsters and taxi drivers, mainly. <laughs> Forget um, offered anything. Yeah. It's a high, yeah, it's, um, I suppose it's that thing you need to do, you need a bit to be in a gritty drama to re- reinvent your... Oh, I'd love to do some gr- some gritty it drama. Good, yeah, it'd be it? fantastic, yeah. Um, anyway, um, we should probably wrap <laughs> it up. I just saw the time. It's been really fun having you, man. Yeah, Thanks likewise. It's been very nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. And um, hey, so you're doing me, the thanks, Jimmy. The a the always be comedy. ABC, always be comedy on Monday nights. Excellent. Quiz night. Great Monday night is quiz night. Blah blah blah. That is a good. He he knows how to. James knows how to run an online show, <coughs> doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he definitely. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's such really a great well host as well, isn't he? He's, he's an terrific. excellent host. Well, yeah. I, 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 Tommy Field, the obviously it isn't going at the minute. The live gig in Kennington. He's such first a lovely time, gig. First time I did it. Just before bringing me on, he had a golf corner tournament where he had these like the air balls, the golf ones yeah. with the holes in it, the plastic ones, and yeah. it was people had to chip them out the window, <laughs> and yeah. it was so much fun. It was the sort of thing where normally, if you said that to me five years ago that oh, the comp is going to have a golf tournament before bringing you on, I'd have been like, well, <laughs> they need to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, that sounds. Horrendous. Can they just do a bit of crowd work and maybe a, a bit a of material of before I come on? <laughs> it's the ceiling low. Can you? Yeah, it's, it's one I've not heard. You know, normally you say to a compere, "You doing anything? Doing much before bringing me on?" There, it's like I'll just do a couple of minutes. It's not you yeah. don't want to hear. Yeah, I'm going to have a golf tournament. But he did it, and it was so fun that it did not derail the gig at all. It just made it more fun, which is a rare thing. He's great, man. No, he's brilliant. It's terrific. So yes, so people can see you then, and obviously once things get back, are you going to then? Are you going to be planning a new tour? Are you going to be writing new stuff? Well, I've got new stuff, but I mean, most of it is sort of is is very site specific to the pandemic, and uh, uh, 
pints and, you know, of Corona at the bar and stuff like well, that. Well, well, it's more like um, the pub pub landlord's, you know, he's been on the internet, he's done his research. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, it, when he, and he doesn't Bono. like Bill Gates. <laughs> well, Queen Bono, it's all that. And he, I think he, the, the, the last, the stuff I had before we all had to stop again was all basically, it's Meghan Markle has done it. Oh, yes. um, uh, to get her hands on the British throne, but like through <laughs> extremely convoluted uh, bits of logic and chronology. But but you know, it's it, also the idea that I, I, I mean, obviously that I mean it's it's been diff- it's now a hundred thousand people have died. It it just does it does feel. I mean, not not to do a, not not to say that 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 if only ninety thousand had died, it'd be better. But but it, but it, <laughs> it's hilarious. But you, but, you, but, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. so the texture of the situation is pretty is pretty. It's heavy, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's heavy, and and so you got and obviously you know I like a challenge, but but it's hard to find a way around. So I don't know. We're going to be we're going to be like I say we're going to we're, we're sort of trying to resuscitate what we had of the people who bought tickets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, and then and then we'll go out again in the autumn properly. And I'll Excellent. I'll I'll write something. I'll think of something. You yeah, know. Yeah. Cool. All right. Nothing um, else to do. No, I know it's true. Actually, <laughs> I was—I've not written anything for ages. I was well productive during that first lockdown. Yeah. I, was write, I was writing for no reason, just because I felt yeah. like stay productive. Yeah. This lockdown, yeah. it's just fucking. Your background's gone and... darker and darker, Carl, as it's gone on. It looks like Sinead O'Connor in there. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm just going to fade to black at the end of the podcast. Pervy per- Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. All right, can we leave the pervy word, please? <laughs> um, right. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, it's a real pleasure. Thanks, so thanks much, for having man. me. Thanks uh, real to our pleasure. listeners. Thanks and good luck with patrons. your music and your rowing yeah. and stuff. Thanks, thanks. I, um, I, I can send you the music, a link if you want, if you want yeah, to see do it. Because it. it is really well, good. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just find um, it. We, could we put it on our patron? Of course you can, yeah. Oh, that'd be Excellent. great. Um, and oh. so, so patrons can see that. I mean, have you put it yeah. out publicly? Yeah, it went out publicly. It's oh, true. Right, we did okay. it. We did it. Oh, we did okay. it a fun, we did it as a fundraiser. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't know why I thought we were getting an exclusive. <laughs> Just going to get DM'd your tracks. Oh, yeah. it starts about. Can starts I start selling it? <laughs> do what you like. Yeah. Julian's, let's see. You know, Julian's selling. I'll have a suitcase full of CDs. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of your sets, guys. I'm selling CDs at the end of my set. They're not mine. They're Al Murray and his daughter <laughs> singing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ah, right brilliant. let's wrap it up thanks to all our listeners thanks to our patrons for being patrons and getting extra Thank you, content guys. and bless stuff bless you all yes um, other that, 100th that, episode that's, that was 100 that's nice, that, we've it? done it 100 not out a milestone uh, fantastic yeah, it's been fun uh, we've, nice <laughs> we've seen some things along the way <laughs> right <laughs> that's the end of the podcast thanks everyone bye Oh, it gives the dive aids in an alleyway. <laughs>